This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. So once I again, am Alex Roy. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did I just ruin your intro? Sort of. Cool. You can do it now. Okay. Well, we'll leave this in because it's color. Yeah. All right. So once again, hold on. Wait. No. Okay. Go ahead. Now. Yeah. How about now? <laughs> now. Okay. 2017 SEMA MagnaFlow. Once again, thanks for putting us up. We've got Aaron, Eric, and Joel. Look, I remembered the names. Holy That's good. shit! Wow. From APR Performance. I barely Jesus. know your APR. name. APR. APR. There's no performance. No there, performance. Huh? I thought there. Well, There's some performance. What does APR stand for? <laughs> Uh, originally stood for Audi Performance and Racing, and now it's just kind of APR. Because that's what I was going to get at. It's like because it's APR Performance. It's like VIN number. Right. 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 ATM that's a good machine. Example. Good yes. analogy. Racing. Racing. Uh, Hot what, water heater. Welcome, guys. How's uh, SEMA going for you? Oh, this is great. This is our first year out. Uh, we got a booth right up there with Dynan. It's right behind Flowmaster. Is this really your first year? This is our first year that we've ever had a booth okay. at SEMA. We've had cars in the Volkswagen booth. We had a turbo kit on display in Borg Warner's booth a couple years back, and, and last year as well. Um, this is the first time that we've actually displayed so a killer spot. you can't just come to Vegas and get drunk and go to the strip clubs. You had to work. Yeah, kind of. It's a little different now. <laughs> well, you guys, <laughs> uh, is that a product of you guys got, didn't you guys get acquired by a Yeah, we did. Energy? Yeah, Driven uh, purchased us back in August, and so we were going to be out in the performance pavilion, mm-hmm. and... They were, they were kind of like, well, maybe you can upgrade and be well, right next to Well, we've got a little more budget for you. Yeah, so yeah. That, that worked out great for us. Yeah. Well, now you guys are next year because uh, Dynan is your, uh, your your counterpart on the other side of the uh, yep, family. Yep, they, they right? do all the BMW stuff, and we're Audi and Volkswagen and Porsche. We had uh, Dan McDiff on uh, yesterday, and he was speaking very highly of you guys. Nice. So, How did you guys, how did the company start? Like, Take us back to the history of APR, not performance. Sure. Uh, so the company started in 1997, uh, founded and began with three individuals, one primary owner. Uh, basically had the vision that uh, when the Audi A4 came to America that year with a turbocharged engine, these guys knew that, hey, there's, there's a lot of potential to be unlocked here by recalibrating the engine management system. So they developed the tools necessary to basically extract the stock software, modify it, uh, and reflash it onto the controller. Uh, ultimately with the goal of producing more power. And then aggressively went after a dealer network in the U.S. and ultimately the rest of the world uh, to distribute that software. Uh, so it grew from there into the desire and the need for uh, hardware. So they, they kind of created the philosophy that, you know, we're going to do the software and the hardware all as one package. Uh, so then Volkswagen started to bring more and more turbocharged applications to the U.S. and the rest of the world. And we've kind of grown on their coattails of how many cars that they've produced. Um, it, it's amazing what a software change can do, uh, as obviously you guys know and all your customers and fans. Um, but it, it, it's crazy that just changing some lines of code, essentially, and now like, oh, this, yeah. may, this makes so much more power without damaging the engine. Um, but you guys got to have fun in your testing because you have to see how far you can push it, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Do you have options for customers who say, like, I'll, I'll sign something. I don't give a shit about a warranty. I, I'm not driving this on the street. 
boost the, sh the hell out of this engine. That, that happens here and there, but mainly we sell just products that are stage one. Okay. It's just a flash that you can get. And then stage two will be if you add a downpipe. And then stage three is if you add, like, a bigger turbo system. I want stage nine. Like, yeah. just write the Why shit off. Why is everybody stage two a downpipe? Because uh, that's usually, like, the second the step that makes the, the biggest gain that, that requires some sort of software change. Yeah, it's, it's funny how, like, it used to be such a thing, like, Everybody had a different stage for something or another. It never meant to me. It never meant anything. Right but now, it's actually a little more universal. Cars, it's yeah, a little more universal. Thing. Stage one is seatbelt color upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> the little yeah. little pads right. that you can wear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, the club and the air freshener. Yeah. <laughs> the um, yeah. How excited are you guys about the new two and a half liter engine? Oh, oh my is that gosh. not the raddest well, thing? Well, yeah. This guy Eric here, he's been calibrating it. Um, it starts out at four hundred horsepower. We're over five hundred now. And the thing Software is just, only. it's, and it's that's a rocket. The, that's the five-cylinder, correct? Yep. That's yep. been kind of, it's an iteration on what was so, around the last Yeah, year, they used right? to always have an iron block. They're now using aluminum block. So it's like a brand new version of it. So we've been kind of going slow at the tuning because we don't want to, we don't want to break anything yet. So it's we've, an uh, mistake. but you guys yeah. are already in the tens in the quarter. Yeah, we did a ten-five in it. Um, did a ten-seven with full interior, full everything. We're using ethanol in that car, and it just, it loves it. What is what the ten-five car? What what was that setup? So that was that was the same thing. Ethanol. Um, we pulled the seats out at the okay. track just to see what we could just get see, in it. Okay. Yeah, and now uh, we kind of want to get there with the TTRS because they're about 300 pounds lighter i believe yeah it's, it's a so little it bit go even faster that one's just like the rs3 is awesome but audi even i, I went to the launch of that car at yeah. lime rock and they said they they like wink wink nudge nudge there's a reason this one is ten thousand dollars more it is yeah. it is definitely because the base platform a base tt is just a more aggressive car than a base um a3 yeah. sure well um, an a3 starts out as a bargain basement audi basically yes. in, in europe or so a yeah, super does. duper jetta Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah, the Super sure. Jetta. Now, you guys, so it goes all the way back to the B5 A4 S4? Correct. Um, Correct. I had one of those. My wife, we bought one secondhand. Don't recommend it today. <laughs> uh, I know everybody says 1.8T, never lose. We lost. We oh, lost. yeah. We <laughs> lost big. We lost Joel, money. Joel had Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we bought one from a, a, a co-worker who I thought was a friend. I was, dri I was driving it one day, and I'm like, it sounds breathier than usual, and I have no power. Oh, and I no. took it to a local, not I an Audi dealer, but a, a good shop nice. who was recommended. And no, the because uh, also check engine light came on, and it was throwing um, a cat, a catalytic sure, converter. Sure. Oh, no, the yeah. wastegate shot off and lodged itself in the cat. Mm. <laughs> and the guy's like, I know the problem. I'm not going to charge you to diagnose it. I know what it is. I've seen it. And you cannot buy rebuilt turbos because they'll fail. See, you should have come to APR for a turbo I, I, upgrade. I didn't know back uh, in the day yeah. of that what car. When that car doesn't have back pressure, it's not fast. No. <laughs> Um, but when it was running right, and it was a good-looking Audi from the period, um, and they're still pretty cool-looking cars. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, what could you do back then? What were you doing back in the day when you started with the cars, taking them from stock to where did you take them? Sure. So, I mean, in the, in the again, in the very early stages, it was just software, okay. right? So you basically do the software. You exploit the potential of the stock turbocharger, the stock exhaust system, the stock fueling system. And then once you reach a limitation, we're out of fuel, we're, we're too, much, uh, too much exhaust pack pressure after the turbine, we need a downpipe, we need an air intake, we basically started creating those components as, as the restriction presented itself. Uh, and then eventually they developed the first turbocharger system the APR produced. I think that was in 2003. So you worked your way from the computer out to snapping axles and then you were yeah. like, done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. that's right. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now... 
this is all there's all the stuff the, the the lower stages are covered right it's warranty or so the product itself has a warranty the powertrain of the vehicle is not covered by okay. us we do sell a new program uh, through Volkswagen dealerships called APR plus that comes with a powertrain warranty that replaces the factory one. So it's just like a little bit more juice? Correct. It's not quite as much power as our other products, but it gets you a, a, a really a very reasonable size increase in horsepower and torque, usually 50 horsepower, 50 pound-feet of torque, somewhere in there, and it comes with a full warranty. So with the whole VW group, um, you know, and you guys are largely just the Audi and the Volkswagen stuff currently, right? Yep. Correct. Um, There's no stage two Chiron. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yeah. That's right. It's coming. Um, so what, I mean, we see certain manufacturers leave a certain amount of headroom in their cars. Like I say, you know, GM and Ford usually leave about 30% of what the motor's actually able to do sure. in it. What do you, what kind of, what kind of, what's left on the table with the VW Auto Group stuff? Typically. Oh, man. Well, I think it depends on, uh, depends on their power requirements they want to have. They, they compensate for altitude, temperature, try to get the car so that it behaves exactly the same to the, the client no matter where they're at. They get poor fuel. If they're not running, you know, good octane fuel, or if they're at elevation, they want to have the same amount of performance no matter where they go. So, in order to do that, you have to be able to deal with a five thousand foot elevation on eighty seven octane. Um, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like ideal conditions. In a hundred yeah. in a hundred degree weather, right? So if you're in, you know, oh, so they're in Dubai. If you're in Tempe, right? Yeah. And you're and you're going up Flagstaff or something, you're or going to elevation. Tempe, otherwise known as America's Dubai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know they want that car to perform the same as it would at sea level in Washington State in forty degree weather. Even though they have the same experience, and they don't, it's imperceivable difference one or the other. Although the interesting thing, being turbo, you can make that variable. Normally aspirated, you just be like, "Well, I'm down, I'm, yeah. I'm down 80 oh, horsepower." Absolutely, bingo. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys work at all with the Volkswagen Audi people, or you wait, you get the product, and then you set off to work? Do you get the stuff early? Yeah, so it depends. We have uh, a strong relationship uh, from a market. That cord's pulling down your mic, by the oh, way. There we go. Uh, well, no, it's resting right on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Let's try this again. Uh, strong, strong relationship from a marketing standpoint with Volkswagen of America, where oftentimes we will get press cars, we'll get other things early so we can begin development. The other thing that we do, uh, we have a very strong importer in Germany uh, that has access to the cars way before we do in America. So usually uh, the initial stages of development, we'll fly engineers over to Germany, we'll have them capture data, do any development they can, then bring that data back to the U.S. Occasionally we'll import a car if it's big enough. Uh, we'll import the car and ship it over via boat and do that method. How warm is the welcome when you're dealing with the German engineers? Because there's a little bit of a competition I've noticed over the years. I would say in general we aren't dealing we aren't dealing directly with VAG and their their engineering group. Uh, so you know there's definitely they they have pride in their product and they should. They've created a really good one. It depends who you ask there. You know you can ask somebody at Volkswagen. Some one person may say. You know, give me all the product you have. We want horsepower. We like it too. In fact, some of those, right. many of those guys have our product on their cars. You have others that say, "Why would you mess with an already perfect car?" Right. <laughs> so right. you kind of get you kind of get both. Uh, now, do you offer stuff for the full line of engines for Volkswagen Audi? Like, if someone has an R uh, an R8, can they come to you? Yep. Yeah, we have software for that. We just released recently. Uh, 
It's E85. It does about 640 horsepower on the R8 V10. Wow. So it's it's a nice upgrade. It's a um, bump. It's not it's Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. bad at all. We're also going to have software for the lower output version of the R10, which is the same engine. They just do a couple little tricky things in the computer to make the engine not make as much horsepower. Right, yeah, right. Which so is we, we kind of turn all that up. You guys will immediately figure that out. Yeah. So it's, it's right. Okay, not, let's put some timing back in. Yeah. And there's like, they leave things in the code like, hey guys, when you get to this point, That's right. yeah. do this. Flip this way. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, um, have you played with the RS7 at all? Oh yeah. my gosh, that's that's one of our favorite is platforms. That, is that not like <laughs> the fastest? Yes, fucking it is. Car on the we, we can do. One of our customers did ten two in the quarter mile in that thing, and it's a beast. I mean, ten two full weight with just our downpipes on the car and our software with like one hundred four octane. We one, one a friend of Hooniverse, Jason Connor, uh, he writes some articles for us. We asked Audi if we could take one to a shift sector event, and they said okay. We're like really? Uh, but he was waxing. Is that half mile or full total mile? stock car? Half yeah. mile, total stock RS7 performance. You know, whatever the plus yeah, version yeah. is. Um, he was hitting just over 150, and uh, we have video of him. We cut together the scene from Fast and Furious. Uh, all the raises, shifting. Well, he races a, a 458. Yeah, I think it was uh, a 458, and he just destroyed the car. Nice yeah. Ferrari. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> smoke him. Uh, 488 <laughs> might be different, but yeah. it might not though. That car is so because it just hooks up and goes. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's I, I love that thing. There's a reason it's so expensive. Oh, um, I couldn't imagine having one tuned by you guys because stock it's wild, but aftermarket there's always something out there. Yep, it's incredible. Would that's that's consider, been this guy's baby. Yeah. Would you consider that a wise or an unwise purchase lately used? Good. <laughs> uh, Transmission's been really stout. We drag raced quite a bit. Okay. We did 20 passes in Alabama heat, hot lapped the car on race gas. Because uh, they loved it. Do they use the 8 speed in that one? Yep, Because the, the, the S Tronic can't, doesn't like the torque, right? Mm, uh, it, could, it could probably do it. Yeah. 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 It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't handle it probably as well as the ZF, but yeah, yeah. the DSGs haven't had an issue anyway at all. And the really, the 4 liter engine. In total, I mean, there's just there's no issues with it now. Yeah. What what's going to happen ten years from now as the as they age? I'm not sure, but thus right. far they've been bulletproof. Yeah. They have a common PCV thing. Like the PCV whistles or fails around fifty thousand miles. Aside from that, yeah. I mean, bulletproof. just beat on it. And you guys can throw so much power at that gearbox. Oh yeah, right? yeah. yeah. We've done I think, I think a thousand meters on that. Yeah, nine hundred eighty wheel foot pounds. Oh wow, Jesus. yeah. So in Russia, I'm, <laughs> I'm anticipating a day where and and I'll and I'll be very upset when it happens is when the R8 goes turbocharged versus NA. Oh, no, you I know, can't. I know you guys are going to love it, wait but for that day. let me tell you, you have a 5.2 liter with two turbos, with two Nikola Film, <laughs> they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, they, ruin, they ruin every other car for you because you're like, it, it shifts great, it drives great, it corners, it brakes, it does everything, and it's got 850 horsepower, <laughs> and you're just like, why? I want one of these right well, now. we had that motor. It was the RS6. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's but yeah. RS six isn't quite an R eight, no, so, right? So, yeah. but the problem is, is you got to tell your family that hey, kids, we're gonna sell in the house. We're gonna we're gonna live in an R eight now. <laughs> well, see, that's why the RS seven is so amazing. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I mean, are you guys super excited for the uh, R eight rear wheel? Uh, RWS or whatever they're calling it, the rear wheel. Marketing only one. hasn't had a great track record with. Uh, <laughs> Not me. I've, I've had a perfect track record with the vehicles. Some of our previous guys with did. tail happy cars. Yeah, yeah. tail happy uh, uh, and Quattro. That I cannot wait. Yeah, for it's that gonna thing. be fun because uh, I've yeah. driven. I've driven the rear wheel drive uh, Uricon. Yeah. Uh, do you get any Lambo customers coming over? We, we yeah. also have software for that. Okay. Because um, it's the same software as right. the, the R8, um, but you know, not that many in comparison. Now, have, have there been any um, Volkswagen Audi product, product customers that brought something in where you're like, 
Okay, like Beetle Turbo Convertible or something. Oh, yeah, people do that all the time. Yeah. So we'll have Beetles that will get our full Stage 3 Turbo Kit. And I mean, it's great after because, like, after they give you the money, do you ever just sit them down in a room and just go, "Why?" No, no, we let <laughs> no, them no, keep no. We count the yeah. money. Yeah. We yeah. count, and we're like, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. yeah. like a lotus. That's always that's always fantastic, though, when one of those Beatles beats something that's yes. you know, a huge muscle car, and they're not expecting it. I love that stuff, and and not to bring up a competitor, um, unfortunately, but I have to because one of my favorite cars. Like, I'm not, I didn't grow up being a big Volkswagen. Audi guy, like you know, people are just born into that culture and love it. But living in Southern California, you love the older Beetles and you see a lot of the newer stuff. Um, but when HPA did the R32 years ago, that did like 200 something miles an hour, uh, TUV certified as well, that opened my eyes to the whole world of sure. what was possible. Um, so, I mean, you got to have a lot of people just itching in that space that that love your name. And is is it crazy to them that they walk up, they're like, wait, you just changed some code and now my smile is bigger. It's got to be a fun experience for you guys, oh, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's you're just selling fun to these people. <laughs> I mean, it's it's exciting. That's it, it's it's great. Now, what's the what's the your entry level package? What was it called? The plus stage one or APR plus? APR sure. plus. Sure. What is what does that run cost wise? Sure. Are we talking so about? depending on the the vehicle, like for a Volkswagen GTI, that will. Uh, for the typical uh, purchase, that's around a $1,500 purchase, but that includes the full powertrain warranty. So if you purchase our similar software product without the powertrain warranty for that vehicle, it would be $700. Okay. So you have either direction you can choose. Some people, you know, they're just sticklers. They're like, hey, I just bought this brand new car. I can't risk my powertrain. We have a solution for you. Uh, for those that really just want the most power for the least amount of money, well, then we have that tip for you as well. Is the uh, GTI kind of the uh, the breadwinner in it, the product lineup? All like the golf lineup, so yeah. GTI uh, and the Golf R. Yeah, those yeah, are really the big ones. So the Golf R has been pretty popular amongst you know journalists and things like that. I Absolutely. know several that have bought one. What um, what are you guys looking at, and what are the upper limits of that car? Uh, we have a turbo kit right now that does over 500 horsepower on that. I mean, that's that's a perfect point before you start getting to the point where, like, maybe the gearbox will shear apart. Wow. Yeah. You know, you don't want to other really, th- Other things are needed. Everything starts yeah. breaking at that point. We've broken so we, all those parts, so we know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a full uh, crate engine that drops right in for that, so you know, wow. it, can, it can take an, take the abuse. And, well, no problem at the axles. And, right. No, and those customers, the all-wheel drive customers, the Golf R and S3, we have several running uh, high tens on pump gas. Yeah. It's just a, it's a it's a solid package. You can go get groceries and then run to the strip and run 10, 10 8. Right. You can all, right. all you people listening, you can, you can get a, a nice fun Subaru WRX, or you can get a car with a grown up interior, yeah, uh, and oh, absolutely uh, a nicer nicer space inside. I've heard this kicked around a few times, and you guys would know if it's true or not. Is the two point five actually a derivative of the Lambo V ten or? Or is that a force? It, or was that a it shares design? certain things like the, the fuel pump. The previous generation was pretty close, yeah. As far as how the how it was architecture and how it was laid out, yeah. the ECU strategy was very, very, very similar, and that's the same on the newer generation too. Uh, the newer generation, though, I don't think the aluminum block shares much with the current generation uh, Lamborghini. Okay, so that was just fresh. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I'd say like on the MED nine generations, like 2013, 2014, Yeah, they're pretty close. We saw some pretty crazy numbers out of the iron block one. I mean, what was the upper limit that you guys were selling? We've reached six. It was like six, six something at the wheels. Six fifty on on race gas. Are you seeing yeah. that kind of potential out of the new motor? Oh, absolutely. probably more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, the now, new, that's, the, fuel, that's fuel system limited. The old the old engine was straight DI. This is DI in port, so we'll have the ability. Oh, to, so you actually have oh yeah, yeah so that makes a big difference. Yeah, so yeah, we can throw down two thousand cc injectors in it. In, and infinity fuel. 
Yeah. Well, that's the problem is that we get a lot of people up and, I, and you know, I said this was going to happen as soon as we went DI, is that it was going to be like the early, you know, it was like when we cut over to fuel injection. Yep. Nobody knew what to do for a long time. Yep. And exactly. of course, we had the carbon buildup problem without the upstream injectors. But it sounds like they've solved that because a lot of other people, <coughs> Ford, uh, might still be having that problem. I know because I own the product that has that problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's funny though to think back, like uh, all the carburetor guys, like fuel injection. What the hell is that? Yeah, but then we look at a carb, you're like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? I honestly have no Jetting? idea. Why would and, you do that? Yeah. Right, and I, I actually like carbureted cars, just you know, for the the throttle feel and, and the noise when you open up the secondaries. Sure. But like fuel injection, fuel injection, and electronic software. Like I understand this. That is witchcraft. I'm, I'm not, I can't tune this shit. Yeah. But how do, how do you go down the path? Like, what led you to understand engine software? Like, what, what did you learn in school, basically? And, and how did you get to where you are today? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> uh, I got a degree in uh, physics and mathematics. And kind of when I was an undergrad, it was most basically a focus to figure out uh, more engine development stuff. Did Formula SAE in graduate school and uh, did a lot of engine development stuff like that on a CBR 600 FRI and uh, probably tested 100 intake manifolds, tuned standalone cars, tuned a lot of standalone race cars and uh, street cars, just every, everything you can get your, hand, your hands on. And there's there's only really so many ways you can skin that cat once, sure. you, once you get down to it. The, and then I worked for an OE uh, doing engine calibration and then write ECU algorithms for about five years. So, you know, when, once you get familiar with all that, that you understand all the mechanisms of what they're trying to accomplish. Right. And then the strategies are slightly different. You, I can say this, I explain this to some people. There's a lot of new ECUs they come out with between the Bosch and the Continentals. Uh, it's the same request from Audi. Like, this is how we want the ECU to, to work. And the, the customer, or the, making that ECU for the customer from Audi, right? Bosch said, this is how we want to do it. Continental said, this is how we do it. So if you find a functionality that's in a Bosch ECU, likely it's in a Continental ECU. It's just a different naming nomenclature, how they structured it, and how the function was coded will be slightly different. But you should be able to find all the same stuff in there. Well, and ultimately, when you're dealing with any of the software, you're just looking for your proper air fuel mix at the end of the day, right? Mm, there's a lot to it. I, I mean, yes, there's a lot of variables there, but you're, you've got the same end point that you're trying to get to, right? Yeah, you're trying to get the cam phasing where you want it, your valve lift transition points, your injection timing, your injection angle window, how much rail pressure you have, yeah. you know, I mean, your, like your I lambda said, that you want. I, I'd spent some time at HP Tuners years ago, but I can go and look at, like, some of your stuff or some of the stuff that, you know, at least what we get to see on, on you know, the public side of things, of your stuff or the Cobb stuff, and I go, okay, all this makes sense. I might have to learn where X, Y, and Z are, but it, it's... You know, like car, it goes back to a carb. Same goal, ultimately. Sure. Yeah. So, power. More, more airflow, more fuel. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that, on that subject of ECUs, we see a lot of the manufacturers going to great lengths to really stop people like you from doing their thing, which I don't understand because they're going to void the warranty anyway. Um, what kind of limits are you seeing on on your side of the VW Auto Group world? Are they are they Making proactive efforts to keep you guys out, or are they oh, abso- being... absolutely, okay. yeah. it's like um, the Jurassic Park lock screen. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. When the uh, S4 came out in 2010, it took us about a year, would you say, yeah. to get into that ECU. So we just had some of our guys just every day poking at it until they finally one day perked up from his uh, desk and said, "I'm in." I did oh, it. So they, found, <laughs> so they ran it long enough that they found the key, and they're like, "Okay." Well, no, no, no. no it's no, just no. like we have back to find door. like a backdoor method of getting into it. Wow. You know, we're touching things on the board and 
just trying well, everything to... logic analyzers and everything to mm-hmm. dig into we're, it. We're just basically trying to get the thing to crash and, and do what we want it to do. Oh, you're actually looking to do, like, basically a rootkit or, or a buffer overflow to get in. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's all, like, you know, just like your phone, I guess you can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Now, would you guys agree with me that for years the S4 was pretty stale? Oh, to all, the, all the years that it was a uh, V8, yeah. and those were yawns. Those were dark years. Yeah. Well, and, but, but the newest one is really, really good again. And we can't get an ECU yet, so it's another thing where they, every time the S4 comes out and it's something good, they make it really difficult to get in there. They've had, like, boring no exhaust notes and everything, and yeah. now finally they're doing stuff with sport exhaust, so yep. the cars sound good again. Um, like, that, like, just right out of the gate, the uh, RS3 sounds pretty good. Oh, TTRS sounds pretty good. Uh, it, it's it's kind of uh, Audi is moving into a bit of a renaissance golden age with some phenomenal product. Uh, speaking of like their good stuff, do you guys do anything for Q7s? Yep, absolutely. Well, we have uh, three liter software for that. It's a three liter supercharged car. Um, so we've we've tuned that. We do a pulley upgrade for it. It does. Is that basically the same motor that was in the S4 previously? Yep. Yeah, it's a little bit different. A little bit different uh, engine management system, but it still does about four hundred something horse, horsepower. Yeah. So. The they nice don't upgrade. label that one a V6T too, do they? They do. Uh, they yeah. do. God damn it! Why do they do well, that? Well, all the stuff. <laughs> but TFSI is back to being turbocharged stuff now with the newest, yeah. newest cars. Yeah. And the cool thing is they're sitting them in the Valley of the V, so it's all hot V stuff, which yep. is pretty fun. Uh, now, did you guys get a chance to walk this show floor at all? Uh, a little bit here and there, yeah. but we've been kind of back and forth a lot. Uh, anything you see that sticks out to you guys? Like any favorites from the show? Oh man! Hey, mind you. Does not have to be in your normal world. Any yeah, of yeah. The other Any like big ass trucks. I or... always think that Ford does a really good job here. Yeah, uh, I love their booth. I love the fact that they have tuner cars there. Um, Audi had pretty nice setup with all the like new electronics. Have you seen the uh, TT over there that they have with the electric cars? I have not been able to leave a hundred foot <laughs> radius of this stage <laughs> for like three days now. Well, so. when you're on the way out, I'd stop over there. It's in the car or audio area. Okay, uh, looks pretty good. But going outside and seeing the trucks is always like, yeah, you know, it's like taking your kids to the zoo, kind of. It's just like, <laughs> that is yeah. a great it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it's it's like, it's genuinely unbelievable. It makes no sense in shooting yeah. me alive. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's like back going back to Jurassic Park. You're like, welcome, yeah. to Jurassic trucks. Nature yeah. finds a way. Uh, that's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I like I like that analogy a lot. Now, anything you've seen that you go, huh? I mean, you there can was say an, it. There was an LS swapped GTR. There was. I didn't that, see that. That was confusing. There's an LS swapped uh, Mark One Golf. That, that's here. Yes, and it's very clean that's, on the outside. That's, Ooh, that, I can handle yeah, that. that would be I can neat. tell you where the GTR came from. Yeah, they fucked up and blew up the motor. That's probably uh, and it was where just, that came yeah, from. Yeah, and it was cheaper to just do the whole conversion than yeah. start over. That's well, there's probably we, good there's also the, um, the 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 rhinestone covered uh, head covers or valve covers. Oh, like, oh, mm, yeah. uh, like it's weird to put things of fashionable sense in an engine bay the only company that pulls it off is Singer with their uh, leather lined engine compartments and it is it's fucking art and some of the customers drive those cars hard but I'm I'm just coming from a world where I had I just had you know a 65 pickup truck if I had leather in my engine bay well, cool that's ruined yeah, yeah exactly. game well, over it'll probably be ruined in, in those cars too but then they bring somebody like Larry out and yeah go, okay you fix it clean it right exactly <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean it, it, you guys are offering an amazing breadth of product for the cars you work on is there any car out there not in your wheelhouse that you kind of go like shoot I wish we worked on that Hey, every everything is going to turbocharge DI. 
everybody's doing it. So <clears throat> we've certainly noticed that. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of the ECU technology that Volkswagen's been using uh, for a decade, manufa- new manufacturers are just now starting to use it. So we look at that, and it's like, well, from a technical standpoint, we already know what we're doing. Whether or not we have the brand in the market for it is, is unknown, but it's definitely intriguing. Uh, the other thing is Porsche. Uh, you know, well, we, I was going to say, are you guys... <clears throat> Waiting to crack. They're within yeah. the auto group, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. So and everything except the GT3's turbo. Exactly. So we used to have a decent Porsche product back with the 996 and then the 9971 turbo. Uh, people enjoyed that product. Uh, when Porsche went DI, at that point in our history, we didn't have the resources to keep doing VW and Audi and explore that. Uh, now, with the recent acquisition of Driven of APR mm-hmm. by Driven. Uh, they're they're very adamant that we move back into Porsche, well, I mean, especially it, with everything being turbo. It seems like the logical progression for sure, you guys, absolutely. and the fact that there's really only one other player, the C company in this sure. market, that's actually even trying to do that. And from what I understand, they haven't had a hell of a lot of success with yeah. ECU yet. Yeah. Well, and you've got the uh, I think like the 718s, for instance. I mean, those cars. I mean, there's significant potential in the Cayman and Boxer mm-hmm. now with that engine. So, yeah. uh, and the 911 Turbo is on a class in itself. So, yeah, it's I, I mean, we're good friends with the boys down at BBI Autosport in Huntington, and you know, but Tim's like, you know, when the 9972 came out, they were a little bummed out because like we don't know if we like this as much as the Massacre. And now they're like, oh yeah, this is just you know they've had a few years to sit on, it, and they're like, oh yeah, this is like a thousand horsepower engine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys drive back at home in your daily life? I have a, an Audi S4 3-liter uh, supercharged, and then I also have a TDI that I gave my wife. That's the uh, wagon that we oh, put the nice. kids in. Oh, nice. Very nice, yeah. I have uh, about 800 horsepower Mitsubishi Evolution 9 <laughs> with a dog box in it. One of my favorite uh, videos was of an Evo where, you know, heavily modified, and the, the tack is like, you know... 10,000 RPM or something like that and uh, it has the little display down at the bottom and the, one of the comments was holy shit he's shifting at gravel <laughs> yeah yeah I made it to tarmac on accident yeah. once <laughs> money shift money shift yeah. Yeah. the old one two one uh, I got a 2014 SRT Grand Cherokee with a blower on it Magnuson blower and then a 67 Dodge Dart hell yes what's three, in the Dart 344 speed yes I'm, I love old Mopar shit so I've that's I've been eyeballing Edelbrock parts to put yeah. on it so uh, absolutely gotta make my contacts so yeah, you're in the right space started, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure you can find somebody over there that's got a VW product and like hey let's do a little swap let's do a little yeah, swap yeah, I need a, I need a fifth I need a fifth gear so the Hearst Driveline guys have been I like hey buddy yeah. <laughs> yeah we're owned by the same place you know yeah well I was gonna do the same thing in my truck but it was uh, it's the new it's the new process 435 they're like oh yeah we stopped making the Hearst for that one it's like because uh, I got the email like yeah we'd love to work with you what gearbox is it oh sorry you're shit out of luck <laughs> yeah because <laughs> um, the four speed on the highway is not great yeah uh, what are you driving uh, 400 horsepower GLI, and then the wife drives a Turek. Nice. I like the Tureks. Yeah, uh, have yeah. you gotten any Atlas customers yet? No, we really haven't. And we, uh, you know, the, they are going to come with the two-liter turbo, but it's front-wheel drive. Uh, I don't know. We, we may see a few of them, but probably not. Gotcha, gotcha. I'd love. To, I really want to see like an APR-tuned uh, Q7. That would just be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, That'd the new one, uh, the new one has a, uh, a three-liter supercharged engine in it. And it's the new upgraded version that has the clutched supercharger. Right. So 
That's a slightly different ECU. We're going to start tuning those probably pretty soon here. Yeah, is that a brand new one. Eden base blower? Or? It, it's it a TBS uh, 1320. Yeah, what about, uh, actually, I just thought of uh, SQ5 stuff. SQ5, that's the new, that's on MG1. That's an ECU that we haven't cracked into yet, but that's the turbo and the V. Right. So that's the uh, brand new. The new three that liter. shares a platform with Macan, doesn't it? Not, it's the, not the engine. It's it's similar, but it's yeah. not the same. Ch- chassis chassis shares things, but the engine's different. All-wheel yep, drive yeah. system is different, too. There's I a 2-liter four-cylinder Macan, and there's the, the V6 twin turbo ones. Yeah. Yeah. So the 2-liter yeah. is an MQB engine like we have in our right. Volkswagen. Right, MQB stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is, there yeah. any, is there much crossover in the between the engines and the, and the groups at this point? Other than VW and Audi are within that. But is there much going on between Porsche and it's coming. the Audi stuff now? Yeah, it's coming. The 4-liter the, the the that we know and love right now in the RS7, is about to change, and it's going to be shared with the Panamera Turbo, the Cayenne. Actually, uh, shit, it's and, in the Bentley, too. And the it's RS7, the Bentley. Yeah. The Bentley. Uh, and then they're also bringing a 2.9 Turbo that's going to be in the lower-end Panameras, uh, as well as the S6, S7. And probably a foreign market R8 I've, I've changed my yeah. mind. I want a Bentayga 2 by APR. You, <laughs> there you, go. you probably don't mess with a W12, though, or whatever no. the hell's in it. I saw one on I've the street. i had one request for it. <laughs> I saw one on the street the other person. day, and I was like, that doesn't look like $300,000. No, but, but, but the person buying it <clears> might, oh, well, the cost... They might not agree with your statement on the cost side, but they'd probably be happy that it kind of just slips through traffic. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It looks like a Q7. <clears throat> um, that's true. With some extra shit on it. Um, and it drives <laughs> it drives really nicely. Uh, um, yeah. well should. For yeah, well it should. <laughs> now, people listening out there, if they want to buy APR products, where do they go? They go to goapr.com. That's, Found a dealer. that's, our, that's our website. And then, and then we have a dealer locator on there. We have about 500 dealers around the world. Get us everywhere. Do you guys show anything off at your facility in Alabama? Or? Yeah, yeah, we have a full tours all the time. Yeah, all right. You guys are ever down? Absolutely. Where in Alabama? It's in it's in Opelika, Alabama, which is right in the same area as Auburn, Alabama, which is a big university. The only town I know is Greenbow. No, it does. That actually doesn't exist. <laughs> I figured right. as much. Yeah. Uh, I just love how he, when he the scene, he's like I'm gonna go back to Greenbow, Alabama. Uh, yeah, when so I first good. moved down, I was looking for it because I wanted to go visit. Found out it was a <laughs> they should have told town. you, like, giving you some map point. Like, yeah, go here. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go hunt some snitches there. And then yeah. uh, social media outlets where they can go look at your cool tune stuff. Yeah, um, on Instagram we're uh, at APR LLC. And then on Facebook, it is just APR um, or at APR Motorsport. Fantastic. Uh, Well, thanks for coming on, guys. We really appreciate this stuff. Uh, We're looking forward to learning more about the cars, um, especially working with our friends at Con Media. We'll probably get our hands on one in the near future. uh, Yeah, we've got to do that. Get Um, the Porsches ready, please. (laughs) (laughs) And and then uh, we'll prep that Bentayga for a future future show. Um, And we'll we'll talk to you guys again down the road. But, uh, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks Thanks again, MagnaFlow, for hosting us. Thank you.